Great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you and that wallet of yours. I want you to learn ideas from me so you can save more and spend less. And don't let anyone ever rip you off. Coming up in just a few minutes in today's Clark Rageous Moment, if you are a customer of AT&T Wireless, let me tell you, they've been doing something awful to rip off your personal information. I'm going to tell you what you need to know and shame on AT&T. Coming up later, the federal government partial shutdown, partial federal shutdown, however you say that tortured phrase, has had no effect on some people, major effect on others, and kind of in the middle for many people. I'm going to tell you what's up right now and how you can deal with some of the hassles that are starting to pop up. I'm going to talk right now about something that came to our attention from a listener, and it involves how websites ask for everything from you when you sign up. And I want to give you an important heads up when you're looking for a job. Because when you're looking for a job, usually in today's economy, you're still working somewhere. And you may be out there just testing the waters. The last thing you want is for your job search to be exposed to the people you're already working for because the next thing you could find yourself being sent out the door or who knows what being called on the carpet and asked, why do I see you looking for a job here on social media? Well, this particular warning is about Glassdoor, which is very heavily, obviously with the name, about women looking for new opportunities. And so Glassdoor has... On its terms of service, and we have verified this after receiving this from uh, someone who wants to remain anonymous, because they're probably looking for a job right now, so I'm not going to name our, uh, our tipster here, but if you sign up for Glassdoor through social media, like Facebook, anything like that, you are giving Glassdoor permission to access, make available through Glassdoor, and store any information, data, messages, tags, other material that you have provided to, stored, and made accessible in your social networking site account, like Facebook. And it is absolutely stunning that personally identifiable information may also be posted on Glassdoor. So you may have uh, signed up with the idea being that you wanted to kind of poke around anonymously, and they're saying, "Uh uh-uh, we're going to take everything you're posting on Facebook and other sites, and we're going to, instead of you being anonymous, we're going to post it, and it's going to be public, And everything about you is going to be out there. It is really stunning. And, you know, I've just returned from CES, formerly known as the Consumer Electronics Show, 
and a thing hanging over CES like a dark cloud are issues of privacy. And I, this came up again and again when I was talking to people in the security industry and the medical industry, because there are so many devices that are coming into the marketplace that are network kind of devices that you monitor on your cell phone. And then the question comes in the terms of service, who has access to the information about your blood pressure or about whether you have diabetes or whether you've had heart trouble or what's going on on your cameras in your home or outside your home? And so this is an area that is still the Wild West and it needs to be tamed. As the libertarian instincts in me would say, I would have liked for the data industry and the digital industries to come up with meaningful standards with teeth to self-regulate. The industries have failed. And a lot of people really have wanted to do dirty stuff with your data. And so I think there is a legitimate role for the Congress to play to come up with beefy, meaningful privacy standards, much like Europe has already adopted, that give you the right to control information about you and who sees it or can see it at all. And that, to me, seems very, very reasonable and is long overdue. Clayton is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Clayton. Hey, Clay. Uh, hey, Clark. How you doing? Great. Thank you, Clayton. You have a teenager who's already interested in saving money. Oh, yeah, yes. Well, I'm kind of putting it in here. Um, just sitting her first job, and uh, she's about to turn 16. And I was uh, thinking about opening up an NRA uh, for her, whatever she gets on with to retire. Um, started out early would be better. She'd accumulate more money um, in that IRA. But my question is, which one traditional or, or Roth would be would suit her? And also, how would it affect whenever she begins to go to college with financial aid? If it, 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 even if it would affect. Okay, great questions. All right, first of all, for a teenager. And really, anyone throughout their 20s, the only reasonable choice is a Roth IRA. Okay. So the Roth, because her tax rate is close to zero in what she will be earning as a teenager, so that the advantage tax up front of a regular IRA, a traditional IRA, is useless to her. But having the ability to put money in a Roth and have it grow tax-free and then way down the road be spent tax-free is very powerful for her and useful for her. And what's mm-hmm. so wonderful about this is that it, she at 15, about to turn 16, Correct. puts money into a Roth IRA through her teens. She will end up pretty easily a millionaire down the road. Correct. So That's kind of what I was hoping for. <laughs> so what I did with with my daughters who are one is 29 now and the other's 19 when one of them started working at 15 the other at 16 and what i did with them is i did what i call the daddy match that every dollar that one of them saved 
from their job, I would match with a dollar. Okay. And the reason I did that is just putting the money in doesn't teach anything, doesn't um, make them appreciate what's in that account. Just like an employer with a 401k provides a match. That's why I did that with my daughters as teens. And both of them have really good habits about saving for retirement. And Mm -hmm. they both have meaningful, decent balances already, especially the 29-year-old. Because she's done it all through her work before college, in college, and after college. So, uh, do you know where to go to open that Roth for her? No, uh, no, not 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 really. I looked at Vanguard, and uh, that's another question I had. I, I was going to open up one for myself also, and uh, and when I was going to fill out the application on the the internet, it asked for my social security number, and I wasn't crazy about um, putting that on the web. So, it's okay uh, to do that with one of the financial houses. You know, if you're at a secure site. And, you know, on your browser, it'll show you if it's a secure site. It's okay for you to do that. But the the thing about Vanguard, you have to have $1,000 right, right. to open. And your daughter has to earn $1,000 this year in order to be able to do that. Uh, the okay. alternative, Fidelity requires no minimum. Right now, I'm gonna I'm gonna put forth the beginning balance. You know, whatever it takes to get it started, I'll I'll put that in. All right, don't um, put in more though than she earns in a year. You can't do that. Okay, you cannot do that. Yeah, so she's got to earn minimum thousand dollars for you to open it through 2019. She's got to earn at least a thousand for you to put that thousand in. Okay, okay. What? Uh, what? What? Is there one that has a a beginning balance a little bit cheaper, like, uh, let's say, $500? Not with Vanguard. That's why Fidelity at zero, and Fidelity has retail offices all over the country. And then um, Schwab, if I remember, is $100. Okay. Yeah, $100. So either of those, if you're worried about the 1000 but I love Vanguard, and if she's going to be able to come up with that 1000 and and income this year, then Vanguard's so easy because you can just do one of those ultra-low-cost target retirement funds. If you do go to Fidelity, do one of the Fidelity Zero funds. It has no minimum that goes into it and no management fees at all. And you can do the Fidelity uh, Zero total stock market fund, and that would be a great place to stash the cash in. It's going to be great for her getting started at 15. Becky is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Becky. Hi, Clark. How are you? Great. Thank you, Becky. How can I be of service to you? Well, um, we got this letter in the mail. Um, It's from some kind of water service line warranty company in um, partnership with the municipality that we live in, offering us this uh, warranty for exterior water line service. Oh. Yeah, and the I, cities. The cities yeah, push that's this. That's what I thought. Yeah, <laughs> the cities push this, or water districts push these really hard because they get a big commission for getting people to sign up for these pseudo insurance plans, and cities also push it because when the water line breaks past the the meter supplied by the water service district or your city or county 
it's your problem to deal with and uh, people with the water services get tired of people yelling at them. <laughs> and so they try to get people to buy this uh, supposedly for peace of mind. But I, my feeling is, how many years have you been a homeowner? Um, we've been in this place for almost five years. And before that? Oh, like 30 years. <laughs> how many times in 30 years have you had a water line break between the meter and your house? Uh, never, never. And this is how much a month? Um, it's only, it's, um, it's $11 quarterly, so about $44, $44. a year times yeah. 30 years. So, I mean, you think about that, that's, uh, what is that, $1,320, if my quick math is right in my head? Okay. And that would pay for a lot of repairs, wouldn't it? Exactly. Um, And I guess I was wondering, wouldn't your homeowner's insurance pay if it broke? It depends depends on your homeowner's policy. I don't want to say blanket that your homeowner's policy will cover. One thing, though, that is happening right now that's fantastic, there are all these new simple devices you can put on your water line that will alert you and even shut the water off if there is a break in the water line, saving you both a lot of money in water and potential damage to your yard or your home. And I think those are a better insurance policy than buying these kind of things from your water district or your city. At the top, I alluded to the issues about how companies use our personal information and violate our privacy so many different ways Well, now a spotlight on AT&T for its wireless customers that is absolutely Clark-rageous. Scams, rip-offs, outrages. It's a Clark-rageous moment. AT&T, and they apparently are not alone in this, has been involved in selling off your personal information from you using your AT&T cell phone and giving exact location data to third parties, no questions asked, looking the other way. So this is a stunner, and AT&T, after it was exposed in the last couple of days, that brokers were selling the information to any of a number of shady enterprises, including allowing anybody, even somebody who has a grudge against you, to know exactly where you are at any time on your AT&T phone. Imagine a stalker, a disgruntled um, ex, something like that. AT&T now has announced that they are no longer going to sell this data into the marketplace, but they're going to wait until the spring to stop doing it. Now, why not today? And the fact that cell phone carriers think it's okay to take our personal information and track exactly where we are and share that information is reprehensible, unacceptable, inexcusable. Especially when you think about how much these cell phone carriers charge us every month for our service. 
and then add on all those junk fees on top of it, everybody except the, the prepaids and T-Mobile. And then on top of that, to take stuff that we've already paid for, repackage it, and sell it, it is an outrage, unacceptable, and should not occur. And we have to do something in the United States to deal with corporations that don't seem to have an ethical and moral compass and don't seem to understand what are reasonable bounds. On top of it, if you have an AT&T phone, you may see a fake 5GE in the corner pretending that your phone suddenly got a lot faster. It didn't. It's not 5G. Tell the truth, AT&T. Glad you're with us here on the Clark Howard Show where it's about your empowerment with knowledge so you can keep more of what you make. So what if your make has stopped to zero, which has happened to a lot of federal employees with the partial federal shutdown and especially uh, something a lot of Americans aren't aware of, a huge number of people in the United States who are not federal employees earn their pay as contractors for the federal government. And so those contractors, many are not getting paid now and will not have any pay later restored. So we're talking about uh, several million people either directly employed or indirectly working not as federal employees, but working for the government who are most directly affected and their families. This has been really harsh for people who work for the government and for essential employees who are not getting paid. I was at a uh, national uh, federal facility last Thursday at uh, Lake Mead, where Nevada and Arizona meet. And I was talking to a federal police officer, and I said, thank you for coming to work, even though you're not getting paid. And he kind of choked up, and we shook hands, and he said, I just don't know what I'm going to do about my bills. I mean, I've got to be here, and I've got no money. And there are many people that are in a tough spot that way. What I do want you to know, if you are a federal employee, this does not work for the contractors working under contracts where you're not getting paid. But for federal employees, there are many, many credit unions in the country and a handful of small banks that are extending 0% loans as long as you can prove you are a current active federal employee, either one who is... Uh, mandatory at work is essential, or you are someone who has been furloughed, but you can show that you are a current federal employee, that will help establish your eligibility for these 0% loans. If you are a credit union member, which so many federal employees are, then you want to see if the credit union you're a member of is offering these 0% loans. This is a special thing for credit unions because so many of their members have other loans with the credit union, like car loans and things like that, and the credit union doesn't want their loan book to go into default. 
And that's why there's some, uh, in addition to doing something very generous, it's also in this case a smart thing for the credit unions to do to extend these loans. I got to tell you, our Ask Clarks have blown up where you go to uh, clark.com slash ask with people asking me about security because the scattered reports around the country of uh, security lines shutting down and those that remain open at airports having extremely long waits. It is episodic. It varies by airport in the country. And uh, some cities now, the waits are extending beyond an hour at security. Uh, I just heard from someone just before I went on the air today who spent 50 minutes in a pre-check line. Pre-check is the enhanced security line for people who've gone, or quicker security line for people who've gone through an enhanced background check. And you don't take your shoes off, you don't take your laptop or liquids out. And for those lines to be 50 minutes is obviously an issue. At many airports around the country, there are multiple security areas. And some of them will stack up with really long lines. Others will have shorter lines. Take advantage of checking the local airport's website that's a busy airport and see if there's a security area you should go through that will have shorter lines than others. And you can see the wait times at most airports. They'll show you the wait times at different security areas for you to get through. Uh, Another impact that is a glancing blow, there are certain things you can't do with the government as a business, Uh, like the beer industry The craft brewery industry is hurting very badly right now because the government shut down, and it's a time that people in that industry might want to take a drink. Well, they can't right now because they can't get through the federal process to put beers that they have brewed on the market. And so there are odd ways that people are affected. You know, there's been the issues with qualifying for Uh, completing the process to qualify for a government-sponsored mortgage on a home, and the various nooks and crannies where the feds have been trying to come up with workarounds for different things. And so it will remain a confusing picture with many of us having no impact at all to this point from the partial government shutdown. And life has gone on just as it did before. And then others very heavily affected, and others kind of haphazardly in between. And I know that this is the longest one we've ever had, and we'll see at what point the, uh, the Republicans and the Democrats and the president come to some kind of understanding, but this will not go on forever, I can assure you that. Rodney is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Rodney. Hi, Clark. Rodney, you have somebody who really wants you to do a lot more reading. (laughs) Yes, um, I am getting six magazines right now that uh, sent to my house in my name that I've never ordered or subscribed to. And I'm just wondering... um, if I'm going to be getting a bill for this, is this a scam or 
Is this something I don't need to worry about? You do need to worry about it, and I'll tell you the most likely way this has happened. There are a number of retailers that are on commission programs with magazine sellers. And when you check out at a store, in theory, the cashier who's under pressure to push these magazine sales will ask you, would you like to have a free trial subscription to blah, blah, blah magazines? And uh, you say no generally if you're asked, because what happens is they've already captured your credit card or debit card number when you made the purchase at the register. And then after the trial period, which varies by magazine, they then put through at regular retail rate for that magazine a subscription for one, two, or three years. And that will show up on your credit card bill. So the... Okay, I- the did you do you recall at any time being at a register where somebody asked you if you wanted a trial for magazines? No. So what can happen is, uh, based on what I've heard from people who said no, is that a cashier may be, have been under a lot of pressure or may have been receiving some kind of bonus for signing people up, may have just put you through for that without you asking. There's nothing you sign. So on those magazines that are coming to you, there's a mailing label. And I would call many of the magazines, there are 800 numbers available for them that you can find online. Call them because on that label, it'll have an account number. And you just tell them you don't want their magazine and that you'd like this subscription to stop. And by the way, do you know where it came from? You said okay. there, are, there are six of them, Rodney. Isn't that what you said? Yes, so I've got some calling to do. Well, you may not, because it may be they're all owned by the same publisher. Okay. So one call may take care of all six. But do call, because otherwise, uh, do you tend to shop with a debit card or credit card? Credit card. Okay, that's less risky for you, because if it showed up on your credit card bill and you noticed, you could dispute the charge. But best to be proactive and call and say, I don't want these, don't know where they came from, please stop them. So that would be the way I would handle it. There's, there's another possibility, and that's somebody who uh, thinks it's funny or has a grudge against you may have filled out prescri- uh, subscriptions for you. But the likelier case is just what I described. Casey's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Casey. Hi, Mr. Clark. Thank you very much for taking my call. Absolutely, Casey. How can I be of service with you? Well, uh, last year after my wife fully retired from the military, we decided to go ahead. Thank her for her service. Absolutely. I do every day. Thank you very much. Um, We decided to go ahead and purchase a home we own a home in Georgia, which we rent out, but we was going to buy a home in Wisconsin. So we took your advice and searched around uh, for uh, an appropriate lender, found a decent rate. Um, we went through the entire process, uh, got financed, and everything went well. And then after the closing, we received a letter in the mail that said our mortgage had been sold to uh, a bank that we're not fond of. Oh, is this so, another Wells Fargo? <laughs> 
unfortunately, yes. Yeah, as soon as somebody says a bank you're not fond of, people are so afraid of Wells Fargo these days with reason. So when you take out a mortgage, most of the time that loan will be sold. And in fact, the lender you took out the loan from has to give you a notice on whether or not they are likely to sell the loan. And you probably would have gotten in all that stack of papers a notice that 100% of their loans are sold. And then they're free to sell them to anybody. So Wells Fargo is one of a number of companies that make money just on the mortgage collection process itself. Now, with Wells Fargo's recent history and the issues involved with them and the cheating they did of people in a variety of areas, you know, this is a case where they're like on double probation with everybody. And so I want you to do something, and you can't prevent this, by the way. Once you take out a loan, it can be sold at any time. And Wells Fargo at some point may decide they don't want to service your loan anymore, and then they sell it to somebody else. So you know the exact interest rate and all that of your new loan, right? Correct. You can go online, and there are many of these available, or you can download an app to your phone where you run uh, financial calculators, one of which, and these are all free, and I use an app on my phone that's called uh, FN Calculator. They have a website, fncalculator.com. You can go to the website, or you can just, as I have it, because I'm always running financial calculations, so it just instantly will run the schedule on your loan. It'll show what the balance should change to each month, and you'll be able to check up on Wells Fargo through the life of your loan. And if you got a computer printer, you can print one out, and you can make sure that every month they're reflecting your payment exactly as they should. That sounds fantastic. What kind of interest rate did you get? 4.25. And is that 30-year fixed? It is 30-year fixed. All right, so you did a good job shopping. You know, the rates had topped 5% recently on the 30-year fix. They're now down back again to about 4.5 because of the uh, trade issues with China and the federal shutdown. So, but still, you're below even where the rates have come down. So you're in a great position with that four and a quarter percent loan. So you just watch Wells Fargo like a hawk. I will. I do have one other question, if you don't mind. Got to be quick. Yes, sir. Um, do you recommend uh, putting the property taxes and insurance in escrow, or should we manage that money on our own and pay it in lump sum? Usually, they will charge you. Uh, extra fee to handle your own taxes and insurance if they don't charge a fee and you're good budgeting go ahead and don't escrow and pay taxes and insurance yourself but odds are they'll want some money in order to let you do that if they do want money for that just let them escrow understood thank you very much all right best to you you too thank you this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. 
Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Steven's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Steven. Hi, Clark. How are you doing? Great. Thank you, Steven. You got a question for me about scarfing up all those credit card reward points. Yeah, my wife and I get quite a few credit card you know, offers through the mail and gotten two recently that the rewards uh, are $150 cash card or gift card in a way if you spend a certain amount. And we're wondering if it's okay to do that, if there's any negatives to opening these cards and then not using them after you claim the reward. So this is a common thing that people have been doing the last three years because Starting in 2016, the credit card issuers, the big ones, started offering bigger and bigger sign-up bonuses, usually in some form of points. You're talking about cash, and the point bonuses went as high as 100,000 points. Now, the credit card issuers operate like a herd, and they're all pulling back, Stephen, on the level of upfront bonuses, and instead offering... Uh, more and more where you get bonuses after you've been with them a while to try to prevent exactly what you're asking about. But are you going to buy a new home in the next six months or refinance a home in the next six no. months? No, if, you, no if you got nothing like that going on, you'll take a, a relatively minor hit on your credit for applying And if there are multiple cards that you're interested in getting with rewards, apply for them all in the same week so that the inquiry for one doesn't reflect on the inquiry for another. Mm. And pick up all the rewards you can, especially before the banks get around to reining them in too much. Okay. Now, do we cancel those cards once we collect the reward? No, if there's no annual fee on the cards, you just leave them. Okay. You don't want to cancel the cards. In fact, the funny thing is you take an initial hit for having applied for them, but the ultimate result is it will raise your credit score because you'll have more available credit in your portfolio or profile. Okay, great. So it actually ultimately is an advantage. And we have some stuff written on Clark.com about the best rewards right now on credit cards and there are many others as well who post stories about the best rewards in the marketplace. Look at what's available right now. Be strategic about it and pick up a lot of money or points you can turn into other stuff. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. Thanks for joining us today. The Clark Howard Show is produced by Kim Drobes, Joel Larsgaard, Deborah Reese, and Jim Ayers. And remember, 24 hours a day, we're there to serve you at Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com.